there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. An Aes Sedai never lies, but the truth she speaks may not be the truth you think you hear. Tam Elthor. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my friend Tracy. I'm here with my friend Amber. And this is The Road to Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast. Today we are covering <laughs> the ineptitude of the White Tower. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long was, time coming. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, before we start, I think it's fair to mention that throughout its history, the White Tower certainly has had many accomplishments in Aes Sedai, who were fierce champions of the light. But we are not going to talk about that today. <laughs> so, <laughs> buckle nope. in. Yeah, buckle in. <laughs> um. So we will start out with a brief history of the White Tower itself, which will be spoiler free. But once we make it past that, I will be sure to give a spoiler warning for anyone who is still reading the books. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because we have talked so many times about the things that the White Tower does that just really piss us off. Yeah. And like... I feel bad because I don't want people to think that we're like, hate, 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 hate. But right. <laughs> I, because I mean, some of our very favorite characters come from the White Tower, you know, definitely. Like, we have we have big love for a lot of the people and ideas that come out of the White Towers. The White Towers. There's only one. The White Tower. The White Tower, the Little Tower, <laughs> all the towers. All the towers. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, I love I love starting with the original purpose of Aes Sedai. I I think it's really easy to see Aes Sedai as an all female group of people, and to forget that like before the breaking, it was both genders, and they were both referred to as Aes Sedai. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, original purpose. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Go for it. Cool. So the White Tower in Tarvalon dates back to 98 AB, so after the breaking of the world, and female channelers needed a place to regroup and organize. But before the breaking of the existence of the White Tower, both men and women, as I said, were known as Aes Sedai, and they roamed all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) They were everywhere. Doing things. You know, they were productive, Aes Sedai. Wouldn't that be nice? They were they were aiding, you know, they were helping the people. <laughs> exactly. Like a lot of what they studied and what they did was in direct relation to how much of a benefit they could provide to all of humankind, really. Like that like jumps right into the next thing of how Aes Sedai in the old tongue translates into servants of all. And so that was their purpose. That was their everything before the breaking i kind of picture them as like the red cross or something like some organization that just kind of like went and goes where it's needed yeah yeah but they had magical powers so (laughs) even better (laughs) even better wow what would the red cross be like if it had magical powers pretty badass that'd be pretty cool (laughs) so when 
at the beginning of like Aes Sedai being Aes Sedai, there were 12 Ajas, but it dwindles down to like seven Ajas after the breaking of the world. And the thing about these Ajas that I find really strikingly different is how fluid they are. Like mm-hmm. you don't choose an Aja for life. You choose an Aja because you have something in particular that for this century of your life you'd like to focus on and maybe next century you'll be a different right right whatever (laughs) yeah whatever interest spoke to you at the time you could kind of pick and choose and you weren't forced to stick with this one aja yeah which i think is really smart because then you don't necessarily get attached to just one group you have a benefit in mind for everyone involved Mm -hmm. and i think that that's just a really smart way of setting things up as we will talk about later that is not exactly how things go when it like goes post-breaking let's see here did we kind of talk about this the first few centuries past the breaking um the only thing i want to throw in there is like although things were a lot different they did have to adhere to a really strict code of ethics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as we have seen, if you look at some of the history of even the Forsaken, they were once, you know, Aes Sedai mm-hmm. and actually left their role as Aes Sedai because of this code of ethics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, they, they did their own like self-policing. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Like, is there any mention that before the breaking that Aes Sedai had to be bound like they have to be later to the Three Oaths? Um, It was a... I know we talked about this in our Forsaken episode. We keep going. I'll look it up. Okay. I do think that that's a good thing to to mention for sure because as you said it like pushes people into like the directions they end up taking so for the first few centuries after the breaking uh the remaining female Aes Sedai are attempting to keep these 12 Ajas in place and I think when I I looked into a little bit later I think it said it took about two centuries before it dwindled down to seven and those are the the seven that we know of now, and they're listed out by color, and we'll come to that a little bit later. And the other thing that I liked about this, because so often I feel as though, like, we read through the series or we talk about the series, and it feels like nothing really changes over thousands of years, but there definitely is an indication that the original purpose of the seven Ajas is not the purpose that they have now. So I think that's kind of... I, I like how it morphs. Like, mm-hmm. who knows what the first ideas were around these Ajas? There's really nothing to say. Why did it dwindle right. down to we're, seven yeah, instead like of maybe twelve? They, yeah, maybe they were into architecture and buildings or yeah. making roads or, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we don't see as much in contemporary Aes Sedai as I feel we read about in... Like when we were talking about the Forsaken and the forming of the Forsaken and what roles they had in society along with being Aes Sedai, like I feel as though the ideas of scientists and researchers was much more prevalent in the Age of Legends than it is 
after the breaking. So maybe that was the thing that they just dropped. They were like, well, I guess that's what the brown Aj is going to do. And by the way, science is weird and we don't understand it anymore. So we're just not really going to mess with that too much. Yeah. So, and I mean, why would you when you have magic? Yeah. <laughs> science already does equal magic in my book. So I get why you would maybe leave tinkering like that aside. Should I go into the... Yeah. The Age of Legends. Yeah. So another thing that's really cool about during this age is that Aes Sedai were very powerful and they had they had more weaves and things they could do than the people that we see now in the books. So Yeah. <laughs> they could okay, let's see here. Um they could tell the future. They right. <laughs> they it was reported that they could fly or become invisible. And like mm -hmm. you had said previously, just studying sciences and philosophy and healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were generally revered by the people because they did create a better life for all. And you had put this in here about um, during the Age of Legends. Yeah, they weren't locked away from the world. They behaved, mm -hmm. you know, more of a part of society. Yeah, they didn't have quite the same clout and mystery that gets built up around Aes Sedai that we see later on. They're more like parts of your community that everyone is aware of and is familiar with and is like, oh yeah, that's that guy is an Aes Sedai and a blade master, which seemed to be really yeah. common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an awesome role. Yeah. I know, right? I can do magic and I'm deadly with a blade. The Perfection. whole package. Yeah. <laughs> the whole package. <laughs> Another thing that you have here is the hierarchy is not the same as what it would be later. So mm -hmm. Luz Theron, who was the most revered Aes Sedai during the time of Legends, mm -hmm. um, he did not have absolute obedience. Mm -mm. So it wasn't like he says, you know, follow me. You have to do what I say. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't based on kind of like this. Um, it's it's not based the same way as it is in the tower now. It's true. Yeah. Um. And I also something that I did think was interesting is that I, I felt like this kind of the whole breaking of the world story is very similar to kind of the creation story in mm -hmm. Christianity mm -hmm. because some channelers grew really curious and wanted to search for the source of the one power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, curiosity killed the cat. They absolutely <laughs> they drilled into the boar <laughs> and released the dark one. Kind of like, you know, the whole original Whoops. sin situation. Yeah. Oopsie. Um, yeah. But this, you know, it led to a great discovery, but also the collapse of society. And then after that, a war for power. And then, mm -hmm. you know, this brings forth the taint on Sidene, the breaking of yep. the world, and essentially an end of what Aes Sedai truly stood for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is kind of interesting that the tower changes so much when it secludes itself away from the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they hide behind walls and tradition, and they're pettiness on the inside and really that's what then leads to the ineptitude of the white tower which is right. why we have to talk about oh, it. Oh before we jump into spoilers I did find of course. so when an Aes Sedai was found to be doing something 
that they shouldn't be, something like <laughs> grievous. Mm -hmm. um, they would become bound as a criminal with the oath rod. And this was basically just used mm -hmm. on violent criminals or people suffering from madness. And it's kind of like compels the person to never repeat their crimes again. Mm -hmm. And it was used kind of like instead of a death penalty. So yeah. wasn't that threatened against at least one of the Forsaken? Yes, it was Semirag. Yeah, that's right. Because they were like, if torturing you torturing people. Yep. If you keep torturing people, we're just going to have to bound you to never do this again. Do it again. Or I think Ooh. I think it was either that or she could like she could choose either become bound with this oath rod or become stilled. And she was like, see yeah. ya. Join in the dark side. <laughs> or the dark one. <laughs> so They're similar. They're yeah. similar. I love that. I think it's so funny how many of the Forsaken like just make this change out of pettiness. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's one of the I'm let's not talk about the Forsaken. We've <laughs> talked about them already. <laughs> but, but I love them. So we we can kind of I think talk about each individual Aja that we see in the third age where yeah. it's just, you know, the seven. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we have brought up, I think, multiple times. Mm -hmm. I know the red, obviously, is pretty easy because they did some pretty awful stuff. <laughs> and we'll talk about Hello some of the that. Vileness. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But um, for anyone who is reading or not finished with the series you will want to bow out now because this is spoiler sorry. territory we are very sorry. sorry i hope you enjoyed this like 10 minute <laughs> white tower history <laughs> or i said i history excuse yeah, me yeah it's pretty brief but we have a lot of things to say i did go into the companion let's see here so in in the companion, it says that the blue Aja focused on causes, the brown on scholarship, the green Aja on battle, the gray Aja on mediation. I almost always want to say meditation there. <laughs> like every That's time more I of a see white. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the red Aja on dealing with male channelers, the white Aja on logic, and the yellow Aja on healing. And since this is spoiler territory, there was a secret eighth Aja whose existence was debated wi widely, the Black Aja who served the shadow. And if you've never heard of the Black Aja before, I don't know what rock you are living under. <laughs> oh, God, because I think we talk about it every other episode. This is just time. Tracy is a secret Black Aja hunter. It is seriously, she will go through the books, she will pull things out and be like, okay, this person connected to this person, and we are going to talk about that later. <laughs> but there's so many crazy things happening within the tower with the Black Aja. But yeah. first, um, the red. So the vileness happened. We've talked about that multiple times. It's in our new spring wrap-up video. Yeah, It was awful. Um, the greens... <laughs> How many times have we said, why aren't the Greens fighting in the Borderlands? Um, Every other episode? Yeah. I mean, and there, <laughs> I think the sad thing is, though, is that there were some Aes Sedai who were doing just that. 
mm-hmm. but they were very, very early on, maybe like, I think she was the, one of the second Aes Sedai. But there were mm. some greens who are out there kicking ass and fighting Trollocs and doing what they were supposed to do. But as we get later in the book, it's just kind of like greens. Get it what together. Are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> in New Spring, when Moraine is walking through the green Aja's um, yes, and they have like they have like don't they have weapons imprinted yeah. on the tiles in the yeah. green Aja quarters and like on their on their um their doors and stuff like I think the one when she's passing through it has like a a bow and arrow or something on it how can you not be hype living in this environment exactly (laughs) and I think like weren't like someone was watching their warders practice and Mm -hmm. like if that why it just seems like such a waste of abilities we won't dig too deep in this because we've definitely griped about the greens plenty of times absolutely yeah the gray um i think with the gray it's kind of it's kind of funny because you would think like mediation would be probably the most useful thing in the Mm -hmm. moment especially Mm -hmm. later on in the series where there's the tower schism and they do kind of come into play in the very end of the book when Egwene is like, all right, like we have to come together. And the Grey sisters kind of like all put their heads together and are kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, like wheeling and dealing and trying to figure of, shit out. Yeah. And that was really cool to see. But where the heck were you when all this was going down? And so. also, if you're the Grey Aja and you have had years, if not centuries, to get good at what you're doing, how are you still being out bargained by the sea folk later on? <laughs> True. Right? Truth. You know, like this Mind's is what I'm blown. super good at. <laughs> and then you leave the ship and go, am I still clothed? I feel like she took my dress and maybe whatever jewels I was wearing in my hair. My firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fucked, guys. We're not as good at this as we thought. <laughs> and I think too, one of the one of the issues is that instead of, you know, like mediation and helping themselves out, they are basically being rerouted throughout the nations mm-hmm. and politicking for other countries, which is just like why don't you focus on your own backyard for a minute? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, later, like, it's not even always, and I mean, not that anything is ever a guarantee, but one of the little things that stuck out to me is a situ or like a conversation that Swan has. I don't remember who she's talking to, but she's trying to defend some action that the White Tower has done. Like, they meddled in some war or border dispute and i'm sure the grays were sent out to make this shit happen Mm -hmm. and the person that she's talking to is like well what happened to this prince i have never heard of him and she kind of like looks down is like well he fell off of his horse and died a year later you know Mm -hmm. like so even all that meddling is it really of benefit to the people you're trying to help yeah, it's just it seems a, it seems a lot more like just playing at politics than it yeah. is mediation. 
Exactly. I agree with you completely. Uh, the Browns get my love, affection, respect. and I, I love the Browns. My plea to be included. Can I... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about passing through Tarongreels. Those things sound terrifying. But I'll take a shawl. <laughs> Maybe a, a ring. Shawl. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. Like, I don't... I mean, I don't have a ton to really like hate on the brown aja. Yeah. But if you're trying to like preserve all of this knowledge and you have this massive library in the White Tower, you you are kind of an asshole if you do not make that library <laughs> available to everyone. So like some people can get like a special invitation to come check out the books, but yeah. Yeah. I was thinking stingy, but asshole absolutely works. <laughs> like, obviously, you, I mean, I'm sure there are some things that I don't know. I'm sure there are some things that people need to see and you're just like mm -hmm. hiding it or what. And they probably there are certain things in the history of what I said I have done that have been recorded that they probably don't want people to see. Yeah. Well, isn't that what the 13th depository is for? Mm -hmm. Is that what that's for? I have no idea. Yeah. I might look that up because I feel as though I have a grasp of what that is and people talk about it like I should know what it is and maybe as a Wheel of Time fan I should, but <laughs> I can't know everything. There's um, so much information. There is. But the Browns are like the keepers of knowledge and they're the people who are discovering things. But like you said... You know how, like, they're always, like, making notes and they're writing about stuff? Well, who are those notes for? Like. <laughs> themselves? Maybe. Like, why don't you share that shit with people? That's good stuff. So very secretive. All of them. It's, it's a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So, the yellows. Healers. Why aren't y'all building some hospitals? Right. <laughs> or at least, why aren't there, like, two or three available in the capital of each city? Like, I'm We're just going sure. around and teaching, you know, non-channelers, like, basics. You know, like, this is some herbs that'll help mm -hmm. with this. You know, like, if you're, even if you are a healer and you are, and you're only from, familiar with healing by channeling... Like, I feel like you should be able to do it all. You should have a firm knowledge of Ooh. all of your herbs and medicines, but you should also be able to, like, channel and, like, delve and heal. That's a really good point, because think of how often, in particular, I'm thinking battles. Like, the Aes Sedai are stumbling around weekend from channeling to yeah, heal everyone. Yeah, for, like, and, triage. You can't yeah. get to everyone all at once. Mm -hmm. So, and if once you run out of juice, <laughs> you're going to have exactly. to, like, throw some herbs at someone and run off to the next. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about how uh, Bear Lane had to tell... The, the tinkers when they were like bringing the wounded back from mm. the fields of the yeah. last battle that they could only bring in people that they knew they could heal and if you had instead people out there who knew how to like quick like you said triage and mm -hmm. throw herbs at them it would that would <laughs> yeah. be so like them Set dissing a broken on bone yeah yeah them dissing on Nynaeve always bothers me like the more yeah. knowledgeable you are 
the more well-rounded you, you are, the right. more it's you can so, help people. It's so hateful. And it is so like, I feel like it's just rooted in jealousy and it's right. awful. <laughs> I don't like it. So the blue is like between the blue and the brown is where I always sit for the if I were an Aes Sedai mm-hmm. question. And I think it is because the blue is for causes and I'm always that person who's outside like railing about whatever it is that I'm angry about or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I throw myself wholehearted into just about everything I do. Every project. And, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. <clears throat> anyway, that like that's. And plus when I started reading the books, like, the first blue we meet is Moraine. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. I was I was like here's, 15. She like Okay, here's what I what kind of I feel like I don't understand is because if you're in the blue Aja, it's basically like I have a cause. But mm-hmm. I feel like the blue Aja kind of just falls through the cracks because mm. I feel like they're each person is kind of acting alone unless you fall lower on the deference (laughs) level and then you are told what to do and someone might probably like tell you what your cause is or Mm -hmm. help with this so it's kind of like if you're a blue you're kind of screwed because what if you really have an interest in something but someone is like well you're a weak channeler so take notes for me and you yeah. can't say no. Well, and so. even with like Moraine and Swan, when they first come to the blue quarters. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. They're, but they're already strong channelers. So for mm-hmm. them, it wasn't even just like the deference because of the the difference. It was the deference because of the newness. Yeah. And like Swan immediately gets roped into the eyes and ears and Moraine is about to be pushed off to hand out the bounty. Well, and that's, that's what's she's so like, tricky. Peace, guys. Yeah, that's what's so tricky is because at the time they didn't even know that they mm-hmm. could say no, that they could yeah. be like, I'm more powerful than you. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> so it is like all of these kind of like secrets and inner workings. And it's so, I mean... It has to be so stressful and so confusing. And how can you really get anything done when you're trying to, you know, walk a fine line? line. Yeah. All the time. All All the time. The time. It's really frustrating. And also the fact that, like, we're going to get into the power structure. So I will just wait until we Mm -hmm. get there because we still need to talk about uh, the white Aja, who are all logic. And probably amazing yoga teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something else about the Browns. I talked about yellow for like building hospitals or something. Yeah. Um, the Browns should be like building schools. <laughs> they should be. Or figuring out a weave that copies books. Right? You know? Like, wouldn't that be cool if they like were just like bibbity bobbity boo and you have like text. a new copy of this book? Like, yeah. S- like speech to text. <laughs> Yeah, or even like that, um, I think it was a, a Tarangriel that they found, Elaine found it when her and Avienda were going through the stuff that they brought back from, from Ebudar. Oh, yes, or yes, yes. Ebudar. No, 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 you're right, yeah. Okay. Um, and one of them was 
like Avienda weaved into it and it was like a bunch of books. Like to me it felt like a magic version of my nook, you know, <laughs> or if it was audio instead. Yeah. So one tiny version of part of an app on my phone. Um, but I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool." Like Elaine right? the Browns knows... could use that. Exactly. And Elaine knows how to like figure Recreate. out how those Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why aren't they hiring us to manage <laughs> what they should be doing, Amber? I don't know. <laughs> we could do it better. Okay. Okay. So the white Aja is what we have last. And this one is kind of tricky because mm-hmm. the only thing that really comes to mind with the white Aja is, you know, like their logic. I feel <laughs> like... The tower as a whole could use a lot more logic, but it just kind of never happens. And maybe not from the whites, because their idea of logic sometimes just leaves me scratching my head. So, well, it's almost kind of like emotionless. Exactly. And the white tower already is a pretty emotionless place. You're supposed to be serene at all times. All times. Yeah. So <laughs> the white dumb. the whites are just like the frowning police. <laughs> are you smiling and skipping through the halls? We will not have that here, young lady. There's nothing logical about your behavior. Cease at once. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So of all of them, I think I would choose at this point in my life, I would most certainly be a brown. You know? I also feel as though they're like potentially the least flawed. But that could just be my bias showing. I think my problem is I'm so wishy-washy that I could never just pick <laughs> one. So, <laughs> See, and that's why I think the brown is perfect is like, and this is something that I think all of the Ajas are still capable of doing should they choose to do it, mm-hmm. is almost anything that one Aja does, a sister of another Aja will potentially know how to do things along those lines. Like Maureen is blue, but she's also good at healing. And right. so she she's like developed and learned skills that make her better at that. So she's a little blue, she's a little yellow, she's a little brown. But that's like what's great about like, that's what's great about being a blue in the blue Aja though is you can yep. pick and choose like this is my cause, you know? It, yeah, yeah. And I that's one of the reasons why I like the blue too. There seems like there's a lot of autonomy. And while that's cool, it may not necessarily be the kind of thing that like is actually beneficial for your fellow sisters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I think, is there anything that you want to say before we... No, because I'm about to like yammer on about this whole power corrupt thing at any moment. So (laughs) yes. So my feelings in particular is that um, in in many cases in history and in stories, power corrupts. Absolutely. But in the case of the White Tower, I feel like it's more like falling dominoes. There's not just one explanation or one reason. Mm-hmm. But as time passes on, there are so many cracks weakening the institution as a whole that things are kind of starting to crumble. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be going through some of these... Um, <laughs> I would say symptoms. 
I guess. It's kind of like all of these little things that are going on and the inner workings of the tower that are really not doing them any favors. Yes. Yeah. They're weakening themselves. So we have we have all of these symptoms, and I think that that is a perfect word for it because, I mean, I feel like that's like a kind of a new thing, the symptoms of corruption. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. And that's exactly like, if something's happening, I want to know the why. So we have like the like the taint on Sadine. This is the first thing that you wrote out here. And we've talked about this so many times too, like one of the big themes in the book being balance. And without Sadine, there's no balance to Sadar or the women who wield it. So what comes from it is not exactly the best thing for everyone involved there's no Mm -hmm. balance there and it was said that the greatest accomplishments of the age of legends were done when men and women worked together um well yeah they could create um their circles and they could do all of these wonderful majestic things when they were creating a circle with both men and women Mm -hmm. and they're not doing that anymore so Mm -hmm. what are they what have they lost (laughs) You know, you know, I think about that a lot, like, because that is, that is also another big theme in the book is things that have been lost or thought to be lost coming back. Mm-hmm. So traveling, dreaming, um, working together, men and women, like all of those things start to come back. They were probably um, making Tarangreal and flying around and traveling and doing all kinds of cool stuff. And now it's just lost. And one of the reasons is that men and women aren't working together anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's coming directly from the taint on Sidene and -hmm. the fact that now in the third age, the White Tower just does not want to have anything to do with male channelers. There's Nope. You're a male channeler. You're stuck with getting stilled or... Um, gentled getting killed or yeah Mm -hmm. gentled or killed basically Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah and i think i think just as much as we see in how having predominantly male governments is not always a great thing having a predominantly female government or body of power as the Aes Sedai are is not necessarily a good thing. And I like that it kind of flips it because really, and we've talked about this before. It's one of the things that I'm really thankful that we've talked about is like, it doesn't matter what your gender is. You can be evil. And I think that Robert Jordan taking the Aes Sedai on the direction that he does, that Mm -hmm. there isn't this balance. These women divide themselves into little groups and they become kind of backstabbing and petty and self-interested. Like, it's even said that when an Amarillan becomes an Amarillan, she's supposed to become the representative of all Ajas. But it's like an indisputable fact that almost all of them still cling to the Aja that they left behind. Like Elida is oh, such absolutely. a good example of that. Yeah. Like all of her dresses being red and like everything around her is like red. And I just, I, I don't know where I was going with that balance. Well, we well, were talking yeah, about balance. But no, but now that you're bringing up the red Aja, I think that's great because something that kind of stood out for me is how not just that like the vileness happened and that the reds are pretty awful, 
Mm-hmm. It's that the Red Aja has kind of created like a PR nightmare for the White Tower. Seriously. Now people are scared of Aes Sedai. And if you are a male channeler or you know someone who can channel that's a male, you, you're going to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to be looking over your shoulder. And something that really stood out to me was in The Shadow Rising. It's chapter 17. Tom is mm. sitting in with Moraine. Mm-hmm. And Moraine is trying to kind of lever- get some leverage on Tom to make him go to Tanchico with, I think it's, or with um, Nynaeve and, and Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. And... The only way that she is able to get him to do it is in exchange for the names of who are responsible for the death of his nephew, Owen. And he he asks her to leave, begging, asks her to leave. And then she tells him she will teach him that not all Sedai are like those reds and leaves. And then Tom basically, she walks out and Tom starts crying like a baby. Right. And this just is all over, like, his grief of what happened to his nephew, Owen, who could channel. Mm -hmm. And I love that this is brought up in the books because you're still kind of, I mean, you're still kind of confused about, like, well, I was anyways. Like, what does it mean to be a male channeler? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what happens to these people? And I think it's really crucial to the story to... Have a have have more focus on the Red Aja and what mm-hmm. it has caused for the tower, like what mm-hmm. <laughs> what people are going to be thinking about and how they're going to be hiding from you in the future. And it's just kind of this. I don't know. It's really depressing, but it, it's one and of these fucked up things about the tower. <laughs> totally. They're and not trying the, to find time- another way. They're not trying to find mm-hmm. another solution. No. And at the time for Tom, he was court barred to the Queen of Andor. So it's not like they went after someone who didn't have a connection to someone who like could potentially call down the Aes Sedai for their behavior, you know. Mm -hmm. But in, in this case, the thing that I think is important to remember is I believe in that conversation, Tom says something about how like they they hadn't killed him outright but they had done everything short of killing him outright right, right. and that's what the the red aja would do especially during the vileness would be like either leave the man on his own to just slowly sink into despair and possibly kill himself or, or out him and leave him to an angry mob exactly so they weren't i mean they were they were not defiling their oaths. They weren't breaking the three oaths because they weren't outright killing them. And this is exactly why people distrust Aes Sedai. They can walk that line of truth like a master, <laughs> like Elaine and sequined short pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then um, the, the next thing that I want to bring up is just the general, like, refusal to admit failure on any level. No kidding. Um, 
the very first thing that sticks out for me is a new spring. It's chapter 25. So the tower is so obsessed with optics that when Malkir is falling, they... this was exactly the part I thought of too. <laughs> yeah. They um, they couldn't reach it on time, mm-hmm. so they led everyone to believe that they just didn't come, mm-hmm. and they would rather people think that they were unhelpful or didn't care versus they failed. Right. And it's just so, I mean, it's so sad because in exchange like to help Moraine, Lan asked why the tower never came to the aid of Malkier. Mm-hmm. And she tells them straight up, like, they were dispatched, but they didn't come in time, and they didn't want the world to know that they failed. So it is things like this that they are hiding that yep. just makes everything so shady. Mm-hmm. And then I think another thing that stood out to me is even, okay, I love Swan Sanche. I adore her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she's noble. She's a good person. But she is so... She she just can't let, leave anything up to chance, and she can't refuse to set out of anything. There's that level and a need for control, mm-hmm. and it's almost like bordering on obsession. Mm-hmm. So in the Shadow Rising prologue, she's talking to Min, and she says, do you think we could just let him run loose? And she's talking about Rand. Mm-hmm. Headstrong and stubborn and untrained, unprepared, maybe going mad already. Do you think we could trust that to the pattern, to his destiny, to keep him alive like some story? <laughs> and it's like, I wanted to be just like, Swan, how long has Moraine been telling you that he's mm-hmm. Tavirin and that she has no control no matter what Moraine does? She can't push Rand to do something. And he mm-hmm. just kind of like snakes out of it. And Moraine or um, Swan just can't grasp that someone might not be able to control this person. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is a really good... um. This is a really good person to look at because Swan is a very, like, good person, but mm-hmm. she can't let go. Yeah. <laughs> and in her in her estimation of the situation, she is the watcher of the seals, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she is the person who, as far as titles go and direct responsibilities go, the seals on the Dark One's prison are her personal responsibility. Oh, I have something to say about that. Ooh. <laughs> so this is literally what I wrote next. So, um, okay, the Aes Sedai themselves created the tower. They mm-hmm. gave themselves this authority. It wasn't, Truth. you know, it wasn't handed down. It wasn't like a vote amongst, you know, the nations or something. They just right. did this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they even made their building higher than everyone else's. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> like, how great is that? Like, we are above everyone. <laughs> so they gave themselves this authority and they decided for themselves we are in charge. We watch the seals and anyone who Poses us will be sorry. So mm-hmm. they gave themselves this name, and I'm the watcher of the seals. Like they created this institution themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if one day you have a giant military and you're just like, I am king, emperor, god of the world, <laughs> and everyone will do what I say. Like, who's going to oppose you if you have yeah. all that power? 
So there, there are so many historical moments that are like bouncing through my head. <laughs> yes. Like I'm, like you saying, like they gave themselves their own power and their own magnificent buildings. I this was not like a democracy. <laughs> yeah. And then like how many different emperors have there been, especially in like Eastern, Western, more Eastern Europe and like over into what would be considered like the Middle East and Asia and stuff like Rome was massive and at its biggest I want, point. I just Sorry. want to say something. If I am wrong about that, if there was a vote between the nations, someone let me know. But I, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think it went that way. Well, I mean, that is the establishment of power. Like we were talking about Manetheran last week. And one of the things that we talked about was that after a while, like it was two centuries, they developed a system of, of nobility and royalty. And like, that wasn't anything that anyone was like, here, you take this power. It was kind of like people going, well, I'm good at leading and I can I'm do gonna things take that this I, power. Yeah. And I mean, as so many things so, we've seen, the, the yeah. white cloaks, I'm sure there were good <laughs> intentions starting out, but mm-hmm. then everything just kind of like takes a See, huge And that's dive. why... And that's why every time when an Amerlin is introduced or something and they're saying, I am the watcher of the seals, I just have to, like, Mm -hmm. give this big old eye roll. Like, (laughs) okay, you are the watcher of the seals because you say so. Congratulations. Good for fucking you. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean. I'm the queen of all things pink and glittery. Right. (laughs) Thus declared from now on when I walk into places. Right. And I don't. Here she comes. (laughs) She comes. She comes. (laughs) The queen of all things glittery and pink. (laughs) I wouldn't even like glitter that much, but I sure do like pink. And I don't want this to come off. That's a really good point. I don't want this to come off as me like hating on the White Tower because. No. Like we said, they have done some incredible incredible things and these are Mm -hmm. characters that I love right there's also things that I feel like people need to pay attention to in the story (laughs) yeah because I really didn't start seeing these like of course you have the big obvious schism that happens in the series Mm -hmm. you know and you're like oh okay well bad shit happens inside the tower but it wasn't until I started really talking about it with you that I was so naive Tracy I was so naive I was like oh the schism how the heck does that happen exactly and then like when you look at it you're like oh oh (laughs) oh okay so like decades if not centuries of undermining authority and using puppet amerlins mm-hmm. and you know like it's it's like any it's like any governmental system that starts to lean towards the corrupt it's not something that just happens overnight it's something that builds up over time and mm-hmm. over time the white towers just kind of fucked itself <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was gonna say we're almost at 50 minutes do you want are we to- really yeah <laughs> you know what this is actually a perfect 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 break time because the next thing we're going to talk about is the toxicity leading up to the black Aja and I know people are going to be really surprised that this is one of my favorite things to talk about considering <laughs> talk what about you said about time. me earlier <laughs> I can't help you. You are a Nancy Drew of Black Aja members, and I love it. I hope I'm. I hope I'm not disappointing today. (laughs) 
I got like four hours of sleep. Let's see how good I do. Same. And I've been <laughs> painting all day. It's, I, I, I have blue in my hair. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about the fucking Black Aja. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll call do you. you. Call okay. Of, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back. And we want to say happy belated birthday to Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and good on the Black Tower guys for getting together for his birthday. Yeah. During the break, I was just telling Tracy that I woke up to a photo of all the Black Tower guys <laughs> together. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I agree. <laughs> it was like like I nine in the morning. And I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that like one of my sporadic Discord check-ins landed on that day so I could see it. I was just like, this is the cutest thing. Uh, oh, I just love it. I love when people can get together and be awesome. Yeah, someday creators castle. There's yeah. actually there's actually uh the castle um Museum. It used to be like a ca the Castle Art Gallery downtown in West Central. Mm, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so they they were trying to sell it for like 1.8 million. I don't know if anyone's bought it, but I was like, you do know it's not a real castle, right? <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> It is it's a, not okay. a real castle. <laughs> no, it's a building that is. It has. How, how it has you say castle it? aspects to it, like the yeah, architecture it has like of it. Turret rooms. Yeah, I mean, it is a beautiful building. If you've ever been inside it, it is fucking gorgeous. The woodwork. I think there are like eight bathrooms. Like for the area and what that house all has, I feel like it's priced appropriately mm -hmm. actually, yeah. which is weird to say for any kind of property in Fort Wayne, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I immediately like sent that, like when the listing came up, I sent it to Andrew, my husband, Andrew, not Black Tower, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I, his response was, I've never seen a house that screams Tracy lives here more. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could have Creator's Castle. And Creators everybody could Castle. come. We could all come to Fort Wayne and hang out in the massive kitchen that's in there. <laughs> we get Rob they, in there. Exactly. I really love this Creator's Castle idea. If, gosh, you know, like I'm just, I'm jonesing to go to Jordan Khan mm -hmm. and just like be there with all of these people that we've been talking to the past yep. six, seven months. Like it's crazy. It, it would is. be so much fun to see people. It really yeah. would. I really, I want to meet Santi in real life. <laughs> if I could convince mm -hmm. Santi to go to Jordan Khan, if it ever happens, you know, after the pandemic, I'd be like, dude, meet me at the airport. Right. Get a seat together. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we can just Drink get some a, wine. We can get a big Airbnb and it can just be. Oh, my God. That would be so much fun. Wouldn't that be fun? 
It could, it would just be utter madness and it would be glorious. Can you yeah. imagine the Airbnbs available around Atlanta? What or if just, they had or like just a get huge like, old city, like a big old house, like a big old, could we get a big old mansion? A real creator's castle? Yeah. Jordan Khan, 2022. Who's in? Keeping the dream alive. We're gonna. We're gonna. Or just even hotel rooms that are close together. No, 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 no. <laughs> I hate Airbnb. Do you I, really? I love them. No, I, I think they're them. awful. They are taking away housing from people in big cities where, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's an issue here anyways. Not Is it here, really? Not, not in the town that I live. <laughs> 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 but like bigger cities. I hadn't really thought about that. Because, I mean, we've stayed at Airbnbs consistently over the last few years and it's been lovely like yeah I mean and if you're I feel like if you're in smaller towns and there's not you know like a housing crisis Mm -hmm. but like if you look and see what's happened in like Dublin or San Francisco it's really awful (laughs) interesting I'm gonna look into that that's a that's a good thing to know because like compare comparing the two of them hotel to Airbnb I always swing towards Airbnb just because there's something about like being, yeah, exactly. It's something about something about having like rooms and appliances and stuff to feel at home and not like you're stuck in a hotel and you have to order pizza or something. Yeah. And you've got no place to keep your leftovers because the refrigerator holds like (laughs) four things. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our B- our Airbnb in Charleston, it was just a little outside of Charleston and it was darling. Like, yeah. I loved oh, it. Yeah. Travel. I just dreaming travel about again. traveling. Yeah. Yep. All right. Should we All jump right. into? Yeah, cuz it's Black Aja time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the toxicity leading to Black Aja recruitment. One of the Mm-mm. biggest liabilities within the tower is that its inner workings create a hostile environment. The it tower really rules does. all Aes Sedai based purely on rank and strength of the one power. Yep. And the first thing that I want to bring attention to is the discrimination and deference. Yep. So, because it's bullshit. Yeah. And it's I, bullshit. I think. Sorry. I guess maybe it's because I've kind of placed myself like in this world. I'm like, if I if I were a novice, I'd probably be like really weak or something Mm -hmm. and end up like doing grunt work the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're a weak Aes Sedai, you will always Mm -hmm. be oppressed within the tower due to this deference system. And we have talked about it a lot before, I think mostly in the new spring episodes. But yeah, I mean, would you like to kind of explain it a little bit? Uh, the way that I see it and the way that we've talked about it is like. I'm going to go brain dead here for a moment. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking a new spring when it's mm-hmm. when Moraine and Swan are kind of like given the knowledge of how exactly. the system works. Yeah. And they are supposed to, from the time they are novices to accepted, yes. talking about strength and the one power is a total faux pas. You don't yep. do it. Mm-mm. It's against, like, it's kind of against the rules, like an unspoken rule. Yeah. It's considered do super it. impolite for mm-hmm. someone to like refer to that. And 
I mean, women can spend years being a novice and accepted or either one. And so you spend all of this time getting it kind of like hammered out of you. Yes. To look at another person's strength and judge them in that way. And then you go through the Tarangreal and the 100 weaves and blah, blah, blah. The test for the shawl. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're told by the head of your Aja, by the way, this is how the power system works. This is what you're going to have to do in every situation from now on. And she's like, don't worry. You'll figure out another woman's strength just by being next to her. And I mean, what a shitty thing to do. Like, one of the things that I was thinking about. Constantly is, comparing yourself to others and you to, exactly. you know, to others and vice versa. That's and not a very uh, healthy. <laughs> no. And if you have, like, a group of Aes Sedai together and... Let's say you were talking and you're weak in the one power Mm -hmm. and someone comes in who is stronger than you are. You have to defer to that person, even though you were the one who was talking like Mm -hmm. it just it feels as though. And I want to say it's. I think it's in book six when something like this happens where the delegation from the Saladar Aes Sedai to go yeah. talk to Rand, like their power structure, yeah, it crumbles because someone else comes in, like another Aes Sedai comes in who is just a little bit stronger than the person who's been put in front of, like as the head of the delegation. Mm-hmm. And this person who's been made the head of this delegation by the Amarillan seat like slides back and starts to defer to this other Aes Sedai who is more powerful in the power than she is, but hasn't been granted this authority from the Amerlin and doesn't really know what's happening in Saladar. Yeah, so and it's- technically, if you're coming like on behalf of the Amerlin with a message or something, you should be able to outrank everyone else. Exactly. But there's still this uncertainty and it really makes things messy. It does. It really, really, really does. And it creates this competitive, and I said, we said it earlier, like it's competitive and backbiting. And there's so much of a focus on your own Aja or even your own personal success. And when you put a bunch of people into these competitive situations and in these places where they're like pushed to the bottom without ever being given an opportunity to rise up, this is this is fertile ground for someone to walk in and say, so, hey, you may not be the strongest, but you are smart and capable and the dark one would love to recruit you. Right. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Just because think that's if you've how been, it works. Yeah. If you have been doing all of the dirty work for I said I that are stronger in the one power, like maybe you've just been taking notes for some woman for three years. Right. And, you know, and someone comes along and it was like, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and on top of that, like, we will put you, in some cases, we will put you together with other people who Mm -hmm. might kind of help you along and gain power in other ways. Wink, wink, wink. Right, right. So it's, it's obvious, it's obviously not like 
some Aes Sedai were just like, well, I'm evil, so I'm going to join the Dark One. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, it wasn't something out of, you know, it's, you know, like these, these old, like, fairy tales where someone is evil just because they're evil. Just because they're evil. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't that situation at all. I, I think so much of how people are recruited into cults. Yes. Because you have the situation where you have a very slim chance of reaching a position of power for a lot of people. And even people who have access to that, like Sharium, who has, or is it Shiriam? I always I say Shiriam. I is fine. Cool. I think about how she is an equivalent or close to of Moraine and Swan for strength. And mm-hmm. she wasn't accepted with them. So she's looking at roughly the same amount of time spent as novice and accepted as Moraine and Swan, which is another thing that gets used. This gets so confusing, but it's another thing that gets used to determine who is above who in the tower. And that that's like, how much you time did you through, spend of a yeah, novice if, or as an accepted? Exactly. And if you spent, if you spent like five years being a novice, and four years being an accepted, then it somehow takes away a year from you being a novice and still places you above somebody who may have like, it's, it's so just wacky. a fucking mess. It's such <laughs> a fucking mess. So on top of all of the other things you're having to do, you have to constantly keep track of every single woman you may possibly interact with and mm-hmm. know how to react to them. But Sherium had power potentially like mm-hmm. she was strong she could have moved up the ranks in the blue aja the way that uh swan and moraine did in their own way and instead she wants more right. and so she becomes black aja and you know somebody was like i see your ambition i recognize it i can give you what you want absolutely and instead she gets her head chopped off she was <laughs> one of the people that really shocked me about her being Black Aja. Like, did the not reveal Sherim at all. <laughs> no, me neither. No. Me neither. It was, I was like, wh- what? I think, I think in the back of my mind, I was just thinking like anyone could be Black mm. Aja. So when it gets laid out, I was like, I was still really surprised because I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But I was also, um, I was also worried about Mazarim time mm, the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Or Taim. And Taim. he he scared the crap out of me. Um, Mogadine was loose, just kind of chilling. <laughs> Nynaeve had her kind of in control. But this, like all of this was going on. And I'm just thinking everyone's probably a dark friend. I can't trust anyone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was shocking. It was. That I... I really appreciate being shocked and surprised throughout the series. It's something that I just am like, yes, I was not expecting that. Hell yeah. And so, like, I think that establishes, I guess, like, oh, wait. Oh, Wilders. Yeah. (laughs) That's the next one. That's the next one. Oh my god. Let's talk yeah. Wilders. Since we're, since we're still talking about like discrimination and deference. Yeah. Wilders just get I mean, they 
the name itself is derogatory. No kidding, so right? It's like calling the tinkers tinkers or right. Instead it's of the just, it's not, Yeah. It's just not a nice thing to say. Mm-mm. But they're totally discriminated upon. And I and I'm pretty sure it's just a form of jealousy because these Aes Sedai that have had to go through all these this training within the tower, Wilders just kind of picked stuff up on their own. Yep. And one of the things that puts them kind of at a advantage mm-hmm. is usually they learn certain tricks on mm-hmm. their own. And sometimes these weaves are unknown within the tower. Mm-hmm. So some it's usually like, um, kind of like a form of eavesdropping or sometimes even something similar to like a compulsion. Yep. And I think that if you were someone in the tower and did all your training and some girl comes in and she can do crazy stuff that you don't even know how to do, there's this mm-hmm. kind of like, ooh, I don't like you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, instead of acknowledging what those young women went through to yeah, survive. most of them don't yeah most of them don't live exactly it was like only one in four survive or something yeah so they should if, be thankful right they should be like oh my gosh we're so glad you're here let us you're, help you yeah like, you were strong enough to make it this far when yep. one out of only one out of four lives and you've made it and now you get to the tower and we're just gonna treat you like crap <laughs> <laughs> like Nynaeve. Nynaeve is fucking incredible. And they even mm-hmm. recognize it and make her an accepted the minute she steps into yes. the tower. Yes. Never happened before in the thousands of years that the White Tower has been established. Has a woman walked in and they've been like, you know what? You are way above a novice. We cannot do that to you. But- but it because wasn't accepted. because she's a wilder. It was because the it was because they acknowledge how strong she was in the yep. power. So there's that that's still that deference level in the back of you know people's heads. So like mm-hmm. she had a definite advantage. Definitely. There. But I mean, and some she wild- was also older. Yeah. And more. I'm just gonna keep talking about Nynaeve. <laughs> because but I in love some her. ways, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it really bothers me, and I think. I think the thing that I sometimes have to remember is this is, a, this is a world of fiction, but it's also art imitates life, yeah. you know? And so to see discrimination really in any form instead of reaching out a helpful hand when it would benefit you, it just like... And yeah, it's it's really frustrating. And something that sucks for Wilders is usually they have a block. Yeah. And so they have to work extra hard mm-hmm. at being able to channel with, you know, with, with this block. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like all of the pressure and all of the shit that they're given within the tower, like not helpful, not no. helpful at all. I, 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 <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh about this or like lightly giggle. But you say that and I immediately think of Galena Caspin, who was Black Aja also read and beat Tarna. Is that right? I think it's Tarna fear. Um, but she beats her to break her block. Like beats her. Not 
who's the one that just got absolutely drunk? <laughs> do you remember that one? It was whoever was I trying do. to help Nynaeve, I think. And she was like, well, I just got really drunk. Yeah. She wasn't it. Wasn't it. She could only channel if there was a pretty boy around. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny, though. I I mean, I, I love how Wilders are introduced into the story. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool, creative like option that Robert Jordan threw in there and it just, you know, it makes all the Aes Sedai in the tower really feisty. And, yeah. But, yeah, but you have to also look at it from the perspective of this wilder going into the tower, mm-hmm. trying to break their blocks and just being treated like crap. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think I think that's exactly why organizations like the Ken and the Black Aja are able to scoop up women that can channel because the kin yeah. is an option for women. And I mean, we've talked about like the possibility of Laris and Varen working together to like smuggle out women who they think mm-hmm. are being kind of like beat down and get them up to the kin, which I mean, bless those women, because seriously, that was necessary sometimes because um, the White Tower sucks. They treat people like shit over and over and over again it's like there's no there's no gathering of the amerlin hall to give everybody a pep talk there's no pat on the back (laughs) for doing a good job right it's all like you fucking do what i tell you to do you Mm -hmm. follow these things tradition is stronger than it's so very authoritarian i mean yeah Um, sorry. The, <laughs> the next thing that I want to talk about is the actual test mm, for the shawl. I have so many opinions about this. Oh my gosh, me too. And so, the testing to become accepted. They yeah. both seem awful. They're both really, really bad. But um, so here's the thing: like, if you are running this organization of Aes Sedai, you want strong capable members yeah. but but, <laughs> but do you want like, them broken in the process yeah i mean i i feel like i i don't remember the total body count of women who have died in the test for the shawl or as for an accepted mm-hmm. but in my opinion one is too many agreed and I think in New Spring, there's, um, I don't remember her name, but that was that one really like hit home mm-hmm. to me. She, and- was, she was the accepted that wanted to become green and have yes. like at least four warders. Yes. And Moraine was like, I wanted to hate her, but I couldn't because she was just kind of this sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and also commented on like, how beautiful she is which i know isn't necessarily like whatever but like to think of this beautiful young Young, ambitious woman who would have been a benefit to the tower with the dedication Mm -hmm. that she experienced as as an accepted dying in her test to Mm -hmm. reach the shawl like and there i mean i think i think one of the things too is that you can't say which ones were just beaten down in the test where they just made it unnecessarily too hard for the woman. Yeah. 
or if there was maybe some Black Aja involvement here or there yes. because the tower, the, you know, the women, the numbers are dwindling and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. But, um, you know, it, it's it's just like, why don't they care? You know, yeah. you would think that they would want a strong, full tower, mm-hmm. but it's and almost like they're. It's Sorry. almost like they're not. Oh, it's okay. It's almost like they are happy not sharing this exalted position with others. Yeah, and they don't. They don't even mourn them. No, like, they don't even talk about it because they can't say that anything that they've done is a failure. Yeah, like Moraine doesn't find out until like a day or two later. And I, oh God, I really wish I could remember her name. I feel like it starts with an E. Um, but when Moraine finds out, like she's saddened and she points out to this over and over again how empty the halls are and how there are there should be space in the tower for thousands of women instead there's like maybe a thousand women and while she and swan and sherriam all tested for the shawl and there were three Aes Sedai raised. I believe she said that there are roughly 20 novices and accepted who are expelled from the tower, either for not being strong enough or for failing their test as an accepted or whatever. So discarding 20 women while raising three just doesn't add to a sustainable number of right. women in the tower. Right. right. It's it's completely counterproductive. Absolutely. I mean, what what like if you're trying to build this force like mm-hmm. what, what are you doing you're doing it all wrong like yeah. if women are dying and this is happening mm-hmm. why why would you do this yeah and it's almost kind of like I mean it, it almost seems unnecessary in my opinion yes. mm-hmm. because okay here's here's the next thing like yay <laughs> So the actual test for becoming accepted or getting the shawl, mm-hmm. I feel like is almost a violation in itself because mm. um, let me look at this. So I'm I'm thinking a little bit on Moraine's experience in New Spring and Nynaeve and mm-hmm. Towers mm-hmm. of Midnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nynaeve is saying when Serene weaves something, it had... It, it had she knew it had something to do with her memory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, she could like feel it washing over her and she can't remember why this is happening but she feels herself getting more and more angry about it and she goes on and she's completed you know however many weaves and she knew like nothing else but she had to get to the next star and yeah. keep going and is this not like compulsion in any mm-hmm. way that these women all they know in their head is they have to they have to be serene and they have to channel and they have to get to the next star and they can't they have to like leave everything behind mm-hmm. and there are some women like Nynaeve who was so exceptionally talented because of her use in what was it in um Teleron Riode, I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that she was kind of able to like block this weave and fight it. And mm-hmm. so it almost Fuck like yeah, bro- yeah, it almost Sorry. broke the actual Tarangriol, like the building was mm-hmm. about ready to fall over. Oh, of because, course. Yeah. And and I'm just thinking, um, 
okay, if, if this is happening to Nynaeve, this is the reason why she can kind of like see what's happening and piece out what's happening in her head is because she's so talented. But for these mm-hmm. other women, they are just kind of like moths to the flame. Like I have mm-hmm. to do this and nothing else matters. And this is this is another one of those situations where I'm like, eh, compulsion light, maybe. And I just yeah. find that so completely like hypocritical of the tower when, you know, they have all these rules and regulations about how they can channel and what they can channel. But in this scenario, it's totally OK. And this is what they're going to make people do to see yep. if they're valid or not. Yep. The fact that. It is the this was the thing that really blew my mind. The fact that it is the women sitting around the Chirangriol who create the trials that the women going through the trials are experiencing. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yes. It's so messed up. I it mean- is so fucked up. What like I think I think about and, Moraine and her dancing is, around yes. the Trollocs and everything. Yes. Like yes. she'd never seen Trollocs before. She's from from fucking Kyrian. <laughs> so whoever that one green sister was who's from Candor is out there going, you know what really sucks? Trollocs. I'm yeah. gonna send Trollocs in and you're and gonna that, have to figure how do that, you stop? Yeah, and not do you know to mention I mean? not to mention that Moraine has already had these terrible experiences with Elida. Previously, right? and then they let Elida Ugh. in to Fuck be a Elida. part of the test. Like, are you kidding me? So Elida gets in trouble for. Okay, she gets in trouble for. I'm making air quotes. Helping yeah, Moraine and trouble air quotes. Yeah, sorry. She gets in trouble for helping Moraine. Essentially, she beat Moraine and Swan to the point yep. where they couldn't stand. Yeah, and they needed healing. Then, yeah, yeah, and then they allow Elida to sit in for the test. Like, what? What kind yep. of like ridiculous place is this? It makes yep. no sense. And then, yep. why? Why be so unnecessarily hard on these women? Like, why? What is the point? Why? I yep. mean, why don't they just make a standard test for every person? Like each. And the other level- thing is, why are they putting them? through all of this and then most of them just hang out in the tower and do jack shit you know (laughs) (laughs) the only person i feel who got like really prepared for what she was about to face is fucking moraine yeah like she does end up facing trollocs she does end up facing Mm -hmm. down fucking dread lords and shit like Mm -hmm. she's held by the fucking finn Mm -hmm. drained of her power held captured tortured i mean if and that's what you're expecting people, yeah. every isodai to go through okay and maybe people, that's a qualified thing some people might say oh well she's that great because they were so hard on her in the test no. but i think that, that i don't agree crap. with that i think that's I crap agree. she was gonna be just as strong no matter yep. what she is who she is and that test mm-hmm. did not change her personality it did not change who she was at her core so. Nope. And if anything with Nynaeve, I think it made her even more Nynaeve. You know what I mean? Like she faced down things and she was like, this is what I am willing to give up. And this is what I am not willing to give up. And fuck you guys. Yeah, and Nynaeve really is just, just a special case because she fucking love her. She she almost broke everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
the women I mean, channeling the, wasn't weren't they like everything was like vibrating and they were like I think the tower is about ready to crumble <laughs> and they and then after she's finished with her test all the women that were channeling were so exhausted that mm-hmm. they just kind of like were like hunched over like breathless yep. yeah like somebody come heal this poor Get woman. yes <laughs> like it's they only needed healing like, <laughs> you go spend a night thinking about what the fuck you just did to someone like that's it's just it's not right and so if we're talking about the testing the person who decides that a novice or an accepted is ready to make the next step is the mistress of novices and we know mm-hmm. there have been multiple mistress mm-hmm. of novices who are also black Aja. So would a black Aja mistress of novices suggest a woman to go forward who might isn't ready to become an accepted, who might Absolutely. lose their life in that test or who might choose to opt out at the thought mm-hmm. of facing this. So the black Aja again is able to infiltrate those places of power, which then corrupts who becomes who like if who we're lives, seeing who tw- dies exactly if we're seeing 20 novices almost accepted kicked out of the tower who makes that decision mm-hmm. the mistress Questions. of novices Questions. yeah mm-hmm. and if you have to get the amaryland's permission to do it and we've seen that multiple keepers of the amaryland are black aja like the keepers like <laughs> the keepers like the secret power like they don't yeah. have power but they have power and like alvieran coming in and like slapping elida down literally mm-hmm. is one of my favorite moments in the series <laughs> even if i fucking hate alvieran but if you're cheering for the black Aja in this moment <laughs> get I'm like, fuck yeah so you see how like from inside places of of power like the sitter, like there is at least one sitter who sat for Elida's raising and for the deposing of Swan and Leanne, who is Black Aja, which makes everything about that totally invalid. So if you guys talk to each other, right? If you weren't like constantly well, like trying to prove who's the best, next, that's literally the next point: separation of information <laughs> and a lack of trust between the Ajas. <laughs> you are perfection. <laughs> it's in response to you. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I love doing this. <laughs> but like, I mean, even I love. Sorry. No, I'm going to stop shaking my fists in the air and celebrating. I'm just in such a good mood today. <laughs> well, this is I mean, this is like a topic that has been culminating in us for so long. And it feels like sitting, now I can breathe. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, I it's just got to get it all out. Simmer in the back. And you know what? We could probably do a part two. Um, oh, definitely. We, we could do that. Absolutely. You know what? At some point, I want to do an episode on the Black Aja sisters that left the White Tower in the Great Hunt. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, that's a great, that's yeah. a great idea. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all Black Aja. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Drew. <laughs> Bring it. Um so, yeah, this separation of information and a lack of trust between the Ajas is definitely, I mean. 
it's if a big you want to point to something that like causes the schism and keeps it going, that's and it. even yeah, and even before the schism, all mm-hmm. of the all of the I guess I'm gonna say symptoms again, or you know symptoms. It, it's, it's perfect. It's all there. You just if you you just have to kind of look for it. But mm-hmm. before the schism, like if the ajas are still split up. It's not yep. as extreme, but they're acting alone in so many ways, and they're keeping secrets from each other. First yep. example is the separate eyes and ears network. Now, mm-hmm. when I first read this, I assumed that the eyes and ears network worked for the whole tower. It was like a unified <laughs> tower. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, because... Amber, that's so cute. I thought the <laughs> <Right>? same thing. <laughs> right? I had but, no idea. Yeah, because it... Um, Swan is mentioning, like, I still have contacts, you know, and she's kind of like getting all of this, uh, like all these secret um, communications. And um, I I didn't realize until later on that even the separate the separate Ajas have their own eyes and ears network going back to spring again. um, Yeah, if you really want to, (laughs) if you haven't read New Spring yet. You must. Please do. Do yourself a favor. Pick it up. It's short. It's fast. It's gorgeous. Like, yeah. so many good points in that book. Loved it. Yeah. But Swan gets kind of, like, roped in to mm-hmm. being a, I guess, like, a little, like, co-worker. She's kind of like an intern, I guess, within the <laughs> Eyes and Ears Network. And she's helping do this. That's exactly and she that. Doesn't... She's not even getting paid. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And she doesn't even know that she could opt out of it. I mean, she kind of she feels like she has to do it. So mm-hmm. she's doing it. And, um, you know, each Aja has their own network. And some women have their sources just to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Moraine has many people throughout the series, whether it be someone in one of the ends or, mm-hmm. you know, just someone that's kind of like keeping an ear out on things. And then the mm-hmm. next time she meets up with them, they're like, well, this is happening. This is happening. Good to see you, Mistress Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so there's all of this information being taken, yep. but it's all being used for personal gains or just Mm -hmm. the gain of a particular Aja. It's just like that separation that happened after the White Tower schism, it was big, but Mm -hmm. it was always there. Yeah. I the person who had their own eyes and ears that I thought was really smart was Leanne. Because she had eyes and ears inside Tarvalon. And she was Leanne. Oh my God. I I could never Right. She was like, I could never understand why people had eyes and ears in places so far away, but weren't keeping an eye on the city that they lived in. And I was like, good job, you. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really not until the schism happens that there's this very reluctant release of information that starts moving among the Ajas mm-hmm. instead of just for, and I think it really is a Gween's push on that one too. Cause like she has to fight for the information yeah, <laughs> because Lelaine and Romanda are like, 
battling it out about mm-hmm. I mean this is exactly what causes things to break down because mm-hmm. instead of those two women standing behind the woman who they stood for as the Amerlin they're trying to figure out how to manipulate her or bring her down and replace her with themselves mm-hmm. and I think that that's terrible like it, you are putting more energy towards being divisive and destructive than you are in achieving the unity of the white tower that you say you want and right. that's just the kind of mentality that gets pushed in throughout the white tower because of all of these reasons and it's it's I it mean we could go over in and, and like, over again <laughs> you and I should like create a Human resources team (laughs) run in there and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. We have some suggestions, guys. Let's start talking. Got like a notepad. (laughs) Oh wait, wait, no, I actually, I really do. So do I. And it's it's all filled with suggestions about why the ineptitude of the White Tower. It's written in my notebook. I got new Um, pens. I couldn't help it. I've been like handwriting all kinds of stuff because I finally found Want to really try cool them out. Pens. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this color. Like they're these wacky. They're this wacky see. green color. Ooh, nice. Aren't those cool? There's and nothing like better than a tip. nice like get a smooth, mm. clean. Yeah. These are good pens. Love a good pen. Yeah. So was there. <laughs> no. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Let's um, at least talk for to- now. I feel purged. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> Whew, that felt good. Oh, I needed to get that off my chest. Yeah. Oh, the only great. other thing that I would add to the separate um, information and the lack of trust is the secret weaves. And yes, this is something that is so funny. Like I, I love as a reader, I love the idea that each Aja has their own secret weaves because it, it's kind of like cool. Like you're joining a little club. Like, yeah. okay, like I know this. It's very but, fraternity sorority. Yes. Like I yes. almost feel like accepted and uh, novices are going through the most intense form of hazing ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're going to say, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. The it's just it's just weird. I mean, when you think about it in general, they have mm-hmm. secret things that they're doing and keeping from each other, and it's just, you know, it's there's no unity. Here. And what's the point? Right. What's the point if the ultimate goal of the White Tower is what's good for the White Tower is good for the world? Why are you setting things up like this? It just <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing it's unnecessary it's painful it's it makes only, me want to pull my hair out <laughs> yeah the only the only good thing about any of this is sometimes you get cookies from Laris. <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's the only thing that feels like it might potentially be an upside <laughs> i'm just <laughs> as we're talking literally as we're talking about food I am on our Discord and it's Josh and he's like, (laughs) it's a giant picture, all caps. It says brisket. (laughs) It's just a giant piece of meat. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, speaking of food. But yeah, I think, I mean, there's definitely more we could go into about, you know, the separate information and the lack of trust, but 
we don't have all the time. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to get into this next part of the inner workings of the Black Aja infiltration yeah. and how they've set themselves up to kind of like shuck any blame if something mm-hmm. were to come back on them. Yeah, because we've kind of like touched on that a little bit, but like one of the things that is a repeat pattern is sitters, keepers, and mistress of novices have all been Black Aja. And so if the Amarillan is not Black Aja, like we see in the Elida Alvieran matchup, like. If Elida falls because Alvieran is coming and told her, like, what the fuck she needs to do, Elida gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. But there is a good possibility, especially if there are Black sisters on the hall as sitters, which we know there were, she could very easily escape any kind of punishment, even though everything was her doing. So, like... Yeah. Elida sends out these ridiculous proclamations that she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Her hand is shaking as she's signing the paper because she knows it's wrong. But Alvieran's just standing there all cool, white, slash, black, Aja, bitchitude. And here you go. Do this thing. So, like, and the mistress of novices somehow just always escapes notice. Yeah, it's kind of just like, kind of just like slinks out, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this woman is actually expected to beat people and be kind of a dick. So it seems like the perfect Black Aja like front or... Yes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, what is it? When Katarine? Nope. I'm thinking of the wrong person. I can't get my name straight ever. I know. Ever. And I, d- I didn't like I didn't do enough research to like put pull names together. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But this tangle of Black Aja with Sitters, Amarillin, Keeper, Mistress of Novices, that's one of the big things that's pushing mm-hmm. for like this breaking of the tower because they're probably keeping the numbers down by mm-hmm. killing accepted. Or um, just in general, kicking girls out of the tower that they're saying maybe can't be taught. Yep. Or they're not strong enough. They don't Mm -hmm. have the mental fortitude Mm -hmm. to stay as novices to move on to the next step. And I mean... I love... I love Aguine. She has her... She has her flaws, of course. All characters do. All people do. She was um, not having it, though. She was no. like, we are going to have... The tower is going to be uni- united. I will drag you down, kicking and screaming, but it's going to happen. And yep. for the most part, she makes it happen. Yep. And the other thing is, she's like, and by the way, we're going to start gathering globally as channelers and start learning from each other because this mm-hmm. is bullshit. Like... She wants to have a string from the White Tower attached to every group of channelers. And I can see it from her perspective, but I can mm-hmm. also see it from the other side where it's like, oh, fuck, no. No, 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 no. Especially the wise ones. Like, it's, the ideal wise ones. This makes me laugh so hard. But when I, this, I'm just thinking of something that someone said. Um, when I did a Sealed to the Tower, the Zoom um, thing mm, where people mm-hmm. meet up and just talk about wheel of time stuff really fun by the way uh snakes and foxes was like 
the wise ones and when they're like talking about they're watching the ice that I do their weaves and the wise ones are like, why are you using your hands? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With all of their hand waving and gestures. Like, can like, you imagine? You they're like, they're like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> what are you doing? You don't need to do that. <laughs> Stop your nonsensical flailing, please. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but Egwene had the forethought to be like, okay, like we can learn from each other. So let's do that. And I think it it helps. We've we've talked mm -hmm. about this before, how Egwene really like soaks up any knowledge and any culture in a way Mm -hmm. of each group of people she touches. And look at how many Black Aja members attached themselves to her, mm -hmm. Kalima and... um, Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, Forsaken. Like, <laughs> yeah. she had a Forsaken rubbing her shoulders, her massaging her. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! I I don't know if I'd be able to sleep for a while after finding that out. Like, that would just creep me the fuck out. I ha- I, uh, yeah. Halima was someone that I was very wary of. Hmm. I, f- I feel like whenever Robert Jordan gives you a little extra time with one character, mm-hmm. y- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you get just like that little snippet of somebody and you're like, okay, why am I getting attention to this random person mm-hmm. that seems very meaningless or, you know, yeah, like what what do I care about this woman who's giving Egwene her like neck massage? <laughs> the other thing is like when she tries to dance with Matt, Oh yes, yes, and yes. and like the like when he looks over his shoulder and sees her looking at him in a way that like just points to something being off about yeah. this character, and you're mm-hmm. like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> and it is really, really, really funny. Is it Agenor that gets that becomes Halima? Is it's it- one. Hold on. I don't think it's Agonor. Is it? Is it? It's either Agonor or Bilal. Is that right? I don't remember. I'm glad you're looking it up. Yeah. Because I absolutely, because if I remember correctly, whoever. Yeah, it's Agonor. Okay, yeah. And Agonor was. Or wait. Er, wait. <laughs> God, this is such a tangle. Oh, it's no Beth- kidding. It's, it's, it's Erengar as. Bethamel, Bethamel. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, was it? it's his. It's his other name from his other name. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is so why easy. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I know, same, right? I'm like, you don't understand. My poor foggy brain this doesn't work for me. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, I think I think that particular person was kind of like a lecherous womanizer when he was in a male body. And I do think it's funny because I think even someone says the dark one does have a sense of humor because then he, the dark one puts Bethamal's soul into Foxy Halima's body. You know, it's It's, so weird. I don't know. Like this is, I, I feel I have mixed feelings on this because for one, it's just, it's awful because he's losing his sense of self. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not it wasn't his choice, obviously, mm-hmm. but he is a forsaken and he's awful. But <laughs> it's one of those, you know, it's one of those questions. It's the same with, you know, like Elida. Does she deserve, you know, her ending? And it's, you know, when you're reading it, you're always kind of like cheering on the side of the light. Yeah. So when these horrible things happen to the bad guys, you can kind of like shrug it off. But when yeah. you really think about it, you're like, whoa, that is That's, awful. That is yeah. very dark. Fucked <laughs> up. Fucked <laughs> up. Like once like my brain starts to go a little into like thinking what if and then I immediately go, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like losing I really don't that sense get, of yeah. I don't I don't want to get quite that dark today. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll be willing to, but I doubt it. It's just a little too much for me. Um so we have like, and it, it's just, it's just the way that this has developed. It's so funny how often things come back to the Black Aja and like what they've done to the tower and how long, how long has this been happening? Because I'm pretty sure like there are points in history where Shamael has shown up and like, and I'm pretty sure it's during the vileness, isn't it? That Ashamayel shows up and starts pulling some strings inside the White Tower. And, like, that's what kind of prods the Black Aja to go out and bring the Red Aja along with them. Yeah, it's really, it's. I mean, it's really just like this never-ending cycle mm-hmm. where yeah. the White Tower is creating awful awful ways of being an institution Mm -hmm. the black tower is taking advantage of that and in turn creating even more awful things oh my god oh my god it's just like a snowball you know oh my god i didn't even think about that (laughs) it's really it's it's awful oh so i mean that's kind of like what i said in the beginning like there wasn't just one thing but yeah. it's kind of like this domino effect if the dominoes kept falling in a circle over and over, <laughs> and over again. They're on a tiny ramp around the White Tower, <laughs> and it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's almost like in some ways, I think the White Tower deserved the attack from the Sean Chen. You know? Like... They're so dismissive of... Well, I think, it, I mean, it was just this moment of them, you know, they they have such a, they feel like they're so much higher than everyone exactly. else. Literally. Literally. And figuring... <laughs> and Egwene is like, I've seen this, it's going to happen. And they're like, I've seen this, it's going to happen. <laughs> and when it does happen, finally, like, then everyone's like, oh, shit. Um, I guess, like, we are useless. I mean, Egwene has, I mean, seriously, who did all the work? Egwene in a circle of novices and everyone yep. else is running around like chickens with their heads cut off? Like, yep. excuse me, Tower, but get it together. Right. Green Aja, like, you've been practicing <laughs> this whole time and what happens? Like, where were your warders? What were you doing? Like, hiding right. behind a rock? It just, no, it I doesn't... Think that, I think there were some greens that were fighting, but they weren't doing enough. They weren't, Mm-mm. they didn't, they weren't like a queen in her circle of novices, which no. is so funny because Egwene is like, I did this with them 
and um, <laughs> what what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I it's because they don't know how to work together. They exactly. they have not they have not been learning how to work together, but the novices are still in this like really malleable place and they all respect the shit out of a queen and with good fucking reason like well yeah after that happens then they're just like oh okay. uh, uh, oh, oh then you they really... start taking her seriously yeah and then she's like this is all bullshit there is so mm-hmm. much i call bullshit on you on you and especially on you and by <laughs> the way i have a list of black aja sisters and we're gonna mm-hmm. have a day of just straight up executions heads are going to roll <laughs> literally <laughs> Fuck yeah. So I think I think it gives a really I do I have like we talked about this when we talked about the last battle, but I have like this sadness and relief that Gwen is not the Amerlin moving forward. But I really hope that like after the last battle there's an opportunity for people who channel to realize it's mm-hmm. stupid for them to behave in a way that doesn't allow them to work like the Aes Sedai in the Age of Legends. Mm-hmm. Because regardless I'm- of how that all ended up, there were things that were going pretty good for a while. And it was happening because people were finding a balance together. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't hope. know. I don't know how I I don't know how I see the White Tower after the death of Egwene. I don't you know, I'm just very unsure if mm-hmm. Cad Swain could keep things together or make it any better mm-hmm. or even um keep in mind Egwene's like last wishes, you know, like I wish I got to know more. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean Speaking of Amerlins, do you care yes. if we run through just a couple Amerlins that were really <laughs> horrible? Bring it. Okay. <laughs> the first one we talked about last week was Tetsuan from the Trollic Wars, who basically Ooh, yeah. her jealousy led to the fall of Minetherin. And then, you know, like she was stilled and then left, you know, I think lived a couple more years <laughs> scrubbing floors in the White Tower. Um, and then there is another one that I found here. Bonewin. Bonwin. Oh, yeah. Yep. Miragidin. Mm-hmm. Mir- <laughs> sure. Miragidin. Who knows? Um, I said I have the red Aja. Mm-hmm. Nearly caused the destruction of the White Tower by mm-hmm. trying to make Hawkwing her um, errand boy. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Deposed, stilled, even, you know, with all of her manipulations and everything. Um, again, she was kept as like a kitchen scullion. Yep. <laughs> and, and pretty much put on parade as like, you know, this is what happens if you do something this. like this. Mm-hmm. Is it doesn't Elida have like a portrait of her brought into her? Um, what? It's either her or Does she. It's either her. Or Swan has one. Is like a remembrance, and not mm-hmm. to be okay. Yeah, that would make well, sense. I, I thought, think for I, I think thought for you a... meant like hanging on the mantle, like an idol. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, more like 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 a like a. A portrait like a painting mm-hmm. i think but like 
I think for Elida, she felt as though Bonewin had been um, deposed unfairly. And Mm -hmm. the Red Aja really hadn't ever reached that level of greatness again. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Elida's the first from the Red Aja to be raised Amarillan after Bonewin. And that's like hundreds of years later. So, and I could have that wrong, but I I honestly don't remember. There's two, I mean, there's, there's way too many. I'm, I'm scrolling through like very quickly. (laughs) Blue, gray, brown, white, blue, yellow, green, gray, green, gray. I mean, you might be right. You might be right. This feels like that memory game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Twist, turn, click, punch, jump, whatever it is. Yeah. And then, I mean, and I. Again, I'm thinking of Sierra and Vayu from mm-hmm. New Spring, who was yep. having people birched. Birched. That's and because so the White scary. Tower is the White Tower, they have a weave that they could place over the area where the woman was being birched that made it so that no one outside that dome could hear the poor woman screaming. And she and she fired every man with like male worker within <laughs> the tower right. because she was such a prude. And she even fired the men that had no interest in women. Mm-hmm. So what a what a psychopath. And two, like she's the one that supposedly I think Chesmal Emery mm-hmm. was working her. Yeah. Her mat her magic her real magic yeah heart stopping isn't that chesmal's specialties mm-hmm. i think stopping. so yeah <sighs> but yeah there's so there's so many we could go on forever but i think we are getting towards the two hour mark <laughs> we're a little bit over it <laughs> well then i guess we can just wrap up i mean i feel okay. like we had a really good conversation like i said i'm feeling uh purged (laughs) yeah yeah i feel i feel okay now and that's i mean that's perfect because we're gonna start doing eye of the world yeah it's gonna i'm really looking forward to it and we will we will still be doing some of our um westlands one of one episodes in between here and there yeah so i mean if there is something that you really want us to cover oh yeah maybe we'll that's you know that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. now that we're doing New Spring, um, I have the world. Yeah, or yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I've just been talking about New Spring so much. Sorry. I love I love New Spring. You can talk about New Spring all you uh, want. But yeah, since we're doing Eye of the World, we probably I don't think we have a lot right now on our list of topics. We've got a couple of things here and there, but yeah. yeah, if there's something that you really want us to talk about let us know and we'll look into it yeah we're trying to figure out like a fun way to do it that's like a little different from other recaps so input is great input is great so thanks so much for joining us we will continue to release new episodes every wednesday we'd love if you would subscribe to the podcast leave us reviews and share us with your friends in the wheel of time community let us know what you thought of our content correct us seriously yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
we are fallible human beings. Please correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to plan upcoming episodes. And I mean, seriously, guys, we haven't had we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, I'd love one. Anyone want to be feeling, on the podcast? Give us a give us a message. A little feisty. We miss yeah. you. <laughs> um, we also have a Discord channel. And as you have probably noticed, we really like it. <laughs> Just find us on any of our social media platforms and we can send you an invite. So until next week. Thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalon. Yeah, Boom. it was super fun.